Yo, yo, it's your guy Ben Duren, the illest film reviewer and fan in the galaxy, back again with another episode of the Extendo Clip Podcast. And today I have on my guy... SM Young, man. Star Wars Sunday <laughs> alumni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, so we're just going gonna, gonna to get into it. Like, honestly, I'm still trying to find, find my way with this joint, bro. Like, like, I had my homie Jared on. He was the first episode that I had Ben and Jared on. Okay. And... We talked about a lot of other shit. Oh, and then Matt was on last night. We talked Watchmen with that. Okay. And uh, yeah, like literally, me and Matt told conversation dubbed into me and him arguing about politics. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's like, always for like, him. It's always politics, man. Yeah, like literally, it's like so. Doctor Manhattan, Trump. <laughs> yeah, like, Doctor Manhattan is definitely Putin. <laughs> no, okay. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, I wanted to talk about this this whole like by us running a YouTube channel. Like we're yeah. very young, a young YouTube channel. Yeah, we're fresh out the fresh out the oven. But Collider, man, did you oh, hear about the news with that? Yeah, no. Like they basically gutted everything that made Collider what it was. Like it's crazy. Yeah, well, that's what we. It's hard. It's hard to to come across something like that. You know, they they definitely look like they were on the right move. You know, after Snap. You know, passed away, but it just it just started going downhill after that. You know, yeah. it's a shame. It's a shame. It's really a shame because I honestly, you know, I mean, just to be quite frank and real, like, and I was it's weird. I had Red Spade on the Forty Two podcast the other day, yeah, and I asked him. I was like, "How do you get to the point where you stop being a consumer and being producer and be a producer? Like, you stop being a fan and you have to be like." I, you feel me? Yeah, but yeah. Like, you have to be the creator and not the person exactly. that's you know viewing it. But to be quite frank, like those guys are part of the reason why I do this, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Campia, Harloff, Schnepp, obviously Mark Ellis, yeah. Dennis Sang, a whole you know just the whole uh, Amy Rose Eisenbach. I forgot how you pronounce her. I'm sorry, yeah. but like all those guys, just like back in the AMC days, man. Honestly, Dude, it, John Roca, that's yeah. the number one too. Yeah. All those guys, man. And, you know, there are definitely people you looked up to. Now you can't even look up to them because they, you know, well, you can. You still can look up to Harloff and Campia if you want to. Yeah. But, but you know, you really like, it's can't. It's my look. dream to be on fucking SEN, man. Like the uh, oh. Schmoes. Uh, no, he he built his own network now. He yeah, dude. I, and yeah, his own I have it on Facebook now. You know, I love I love watching their shit now. You and Campia, honestly, I love Campia, but I, I just don't think me and him will get along. <laughs> No, he actually no. responded to me in like kind of a dickheadish way, and I kind of laughed at it because it was kind of funny. Because I was like, "Yeah, me and him wouldn't get along, bro." Wait, <laughs> he was, a, wait, he responded to you? Yeah, to to some message. I forgot what I said, but like he basically like clapped back at me, like, "Oh, get your facts straight," type shit. But uh, me, me and him wouldn't. We wouldn't. Nah, get, I feel like I'd get along with Harloff. Oh, oh yeah, Har- yeah, bro. Harloff is a fucking New York ass nigga, bro. I would definitely get get along yeah. with that nigga, bro, bro. Yeah. Like, but it's a shame, man. It's really a shame that yeah. you know it had to come down to this. That you know it basically was like, yo, it's like it's like one of the moments where you know the business is closing down. You know, you find out at the end of the day that you're you're losing your job. Well, that's what everybody's really talking about is that they literally told these motherfuckers like. Not even days, hours. Yeah. You feel me? Hey, like, like, hey, you, you can't, you're not making anything. You're not a content creator anymore. You're not, you know, and especially what happened to Harloff, dude. I, I kind of see, I kind of foresaw that stuff happening. Yeah, like especially somebody walked it, in on his fucking set and was basically telling him what he was going to do. Like, yeah, dude. Nigga, uh, do you know who I am, bro? Yeah, like, like I'm, a, I'm literally, I've been here before you, you know, and you're not even, you know, you're not even supposed to be on this set. Exactly. Know? Like, it was all absurd. It was really absurd. And I honestly hope that, you know, Collider doesn't make it the way it is. I kind of hope that, you know. It, it's sad to say that, you know, something so good that, you know, I hope for it to downfall. But You know what's crazy? Uh, I remember Campia was talking about this in a video before. He was saying, like, oh, like, we got away from doing the celebrity stuff because people were more interested in watching us. Yeah. And that's what they're focusing on now because they see like they're getting more clicks with that and shit but that's your subscribe your new subscriber base that subscribed to you because of that the ogs that were there from the beginning yeah they're not watching you anymore like some of them like me i when harloff left and you know there's no disrespect to anybody that was left there because i do like some of the people that were still there yeah but I unsubscribed from them because, like, I, if, to me, it felt like they were doing him dirty. When I when I watched that video, people were, were like, "Yo, Harloff just blown it out of proportion," and I'm sitting there, I'm like, 
I'm like, man, I can't even. I'm not even like that's not even worth responding to. Like, especially on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, lo, you know, especially because the way that people get petty over internet and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, I I just wanted I was just wanted to say you, you know what he didn't he didn't blow it out of proportion because you could definitely tell that just the way this dude is acting towards him is the way that he's probably acting towards everybody else. He wasn't giving just jo- I mean uh, uh, Harloff. That's like Jamie uh, telling like Rogan, oh you're going to talk about this story on his fucking show when he's yeah. just start- like bro nigga do you know who I am nigga I'm yeah. the reason why you're sitting here being able to say this shit to me bro yeah yeah like and it's like. That, that that just blew like that's part of the reason why Campio left too. He kind of revealed that in his little rant that he did. Yeah, yeah. And like he was like, dude, like, and that's one thing too. The dude, he comes off as very selfless sometimes. Like he come off as a dick, Campio. Yeah, yeah. But when he talks about like he doesn't be like the thing I built. Like he always like he was like always says like yo, I wouldn't have been shit without. The niggas that came, he didn't say niggas, but people that came with me. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. You and that's know? honestly like I said, like those like. Campia especially, like, seeing how he put the people on around him that he cared. Like, him and Schnepp were close. And, you know, he met him through the show. Like, they weren't friends before. He met him through the show. He brought him on for Guardians because, like, Guardians got announced. And they were like, what the fuck is this? And they brought Schnepp on to talk about it. Yeah. But um, that's honestly what inspired me. Him and Nipsey, honestly, in this in this space. Like, you know, putting your peoples on. Like, you yeah. know, when you get on, everybody come with you that want to be with you. Yeah. And it, it, it's not just, you know pushing everybody away that doesn't that's not on your level it's bringing everybody up with you Mm -hmm. to be on that level so you like you know you don't feel like you know everybody else is dragging you down because they're with you you know and that's what collider definitely you know did that you know especially dude the viewers i felt like every time i watched that dude especially for the news man the news about you know even comic book stuff and i'm sitting there i'm like Dude, I, I really I really like these people, you know? Like, I remember when, uh, dude, literally, Schnepp, it wasn't on Collider. It was on uh, Schmo's No before they, before that. And I was like, dude, you should have never taken your shit to there. When Harloff, like, merged uh, the, Schmo's ne- the Schmo's No's channel with Collider, yeah. he should have never did that. Because it was, like, way better when it was off of Collider. Yeah. But this was, like, way before, like, Schnepp was on there. And that was one of the biggest moments Snap ever had because he did like a rant about Transformers, the last night. Either it's either the last night or Dark of the Moon. I forget which one it was. It's probably he, last night. He just had this epic rant on there, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what honestly like that's what got me into them because like Campia will go on this rant like literally he'll rant about so say like all right so when Ben Affleck got fired he'll just the way he does it he'll just be talking he'll be like yeah so Ben Affleck got fired who cares. What the fuck? And it'll just like he'll just yell and it just go. But it's like you'll get those moments along with like them just giving insight. Like they they're fans. Like they care. And yeah. it's like you know going on this show isn't just a check for them. And it's yeah. like that's what it felt like after. Honestly, after Schnepp passed away, it felt yeah. like a lot of people were just coming in there to collect checks and shit. Yeah, and there was no soul to it. Definitely yeah. no soul. And it's a shame that like I said like I said before, it's a shame that you know something so big had to go down. But I'm kind of glad it's going down now, yeah. because keep it, keep all the good moments, good. You know, I, I can't have everything good forever. Yeah, man, that's what, and that's honestly what sucks about it, because it's like Collider was like fucking CNN for movies, man. Yeah, like, dude, I know. Literally, like they were literally had a little the little sidebar yeah, and stuff like, like yeah. that. Dude, I remember watching in my in my living room, dude. We were watching it off my PlayStation Four, and literally. And we were watching it, and it was like news for Suicide Squad and Venom and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we dude, like, we dude, it was so awesome because it was like, yo, well, you know like, where he got it from? Seeing it for from ESPN. Yeah, Campia said that he because he's a, like a huge sports fan too. Yeah, so he was saying he remembered ESPN when they would do the hit draws and shit like and, that. So. And that's something that I wouldn't mind doing, like a format like that for this channel. Yeah. You know, something like that, you know, especially because the fact is I loved it. I loved it, especially if I'm going to watch it and I like it like that. You know, what, what's wrong with us not doing something like that? You know, well, that's something I do want to do. And that goes along with some things that I'm not trying to tell these niggas on here. Oh. But it's some like that's divisions there for something like that. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, like. Every time, like, literally every time when I feel like nothing's going right with this shit, when I feel like, yo, what am I doing? I just, like, think of those times remembering, like, yo, I wonder what these niggas was really going through, bro. Because you don't really see, like, what people are going through. Like, 
like you got your family members and shit like that telling you like you talk about movies on YouTube like what what are you doing like yeah. and it's like just seeing those guys come in energetic I'll do all that shit and yeah there and well, it's like it, inspiring you know it, it also shouldn't be like that either for yeah. people like that you know they they should come out and be able to you know be able to do what they love and talk about what they love with no consequences outside of their you know in their real life yeah you know but yeah dude i, lo- I, I like I, like i said you know i don't mind if collider falls <laughs> hey nigga that just opened no more gates for us fuck them niggas man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah man that was just like just seeing that it was like oh shit and then it's like on top of just everything. It's honestly been a big time for like, well, not a bit like some big moments in every arena. Like even with politics, obviously with this Iran shit going on and everything. And then with um, you know, just a lot of shit that's been going on. And I don't know. It's really been having me think a lot about filmmaking recently. Like just the art of making a film. Like, what if somebody can make a movie about? Just like, like hours of just random shit happening, like two hours of some random shit, like not even like. You how, feel me? How interesting would that movie be? I think it would be really interesting because like well, life itself can be interesting. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, look how we learn about this stuff. You know, most of it's all over our phones. Very true. You know, like, what is the movie just going to be? Somebody sitting in the couch, you know, just oh crap! Look at that! Iran just got bombed. Oh, look at that. Australia's on fire. Facts. Wait, yeah. Australia's on fire? Yeah, dude, they're having Jesus crazy... Christ. Dude, they literally... It's probably the craziest picture I've ever seen, you know, of Australia literally on fire. Damn. You know, I, hopefully everybody is okay there, you know, sending out my, yeah, my so, wishes, you yeah. know. Prayers up. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like, I don't know, man, just been like... Just thinking heavy on certain shit, like honestly, vision, like just trying to maintain that vision. That's just where right. I've been at. Well, that's good. You know, it's always good to be able to kind of like you know have a next step in your mind. If you don't really have a next step, then where do you go from there? Very true. You know, <laughs> I always like to speak about the good stuff. You know, there's always a positivity to the negatives. You know, hey man, you know you're always down on your luck, but at the same time, there's, there's always that next step. You know, you get back up and. Take that next step, and even if you fall down, you know you can get back up on the stairs. Word, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of being down, I don't know where what I was trying to do. I was trying to sidebar into some other shit. <laughs> we just, I'm just gonna say, yo, they got them Hulk rights back, son. Ooh, yeah. They can make a Hulk movie now. Yeah. As soon as they announced uh, that She-Hulk show, I should have known they were gonna get it back. Because I think they're going to try to find somebody. They're going to make a Hulk film where she's in it and it's going to tie her in and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And eventually she's going to take over as, like, the Marvel. She's still going to be called She-Hulk, but she's going to take over as the quote-unquote Hulk of the MCU. I wouldn't want when, that. When Mark Ruffalo's ready to leave. I don't think... I, I hope Mark Ruffalo sticks it out. I don't know. The way that they're they're really um, making... You know, you know what my question is, though? What's that? Like, what happens when these motherfuckers die? Who, Mark Ruffalo? Like, the real actors. Yeah. Like... <laughs> what happens when these niggas die? Well, look like, at Carrie Fisher, man. But Marvel's different, bro. Like Marvel, literally, like it's not. It's like with Star Wars, Carrie Fisher was in the originals, and then there was like a thirty-year gap, and then she came back. It's like these niggas. It's like an ongoing story. Like, yeah. like I've been reading stories about Chris Hemsworth. Uh, his wife has been kind of like saying she wants him back home and shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do if an actor doesn't want to do shit anymore? Like a lead actor, because we saw that with um, what's his name. Um, Hugo Weaving. He didn't want to play uh, Red Skull no more. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of let him go. They brought in a new guy and everything. But what do you do with like Thor? If Hemsworth says like, "Yo, I don't want to do it no more. I, I actually want to like well, you have know, a family." It's not, it's not bad to give him a break. You know, get, yeah. maybe even have like, especially now we got Natalie Portman. You know, might take up the mantle for. Natalie Portman is so fine, bro. <laughs> Natalie, yo, yo. Every time, dude, every time I bring up a female on every single podcast, yo. Stop bringing up bad females and right, I won't well, be Kathleen thirsty. Kennedy's not a bad female. You just wanted to hit that one night, you know? I just want to say I can hit it just to hit it, just yeah. to say I hit it. Yeah, But true. Natalie Portman, that's one, bro. That's what I would... 
Natalie Portman is top five white woman in Hollywood, bro. Yeah, oh yeah. That ass. Well, Straight that's up. what it is. You know, if if Crips Chris I separate my women by race too. <laughs> what is it? I gave what him that it? blank stare, you know. You can't really that blank stare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it? What is it? I um I oh I um objectify my women uh, by race, so that's what I did. Just to be fair and equal. <laughs> Separate but equal. <laughs> yeah, dude. If Chris Hemsworth wants to get away from, you know, doing Thor, you know, you should have another person be able to set up for that role, yeah. you know, and not be able not just kill this dude all. Very you true. Know, it shouldn't especially look at, you know, what do you call it? For Red Skull. You were talking about Hugo Weaving or whatever his name was. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Okay. He he left Red Skull and somebody else took his place, just like Hydra. <laughs> Hydra. But uh, yeah. Except it was just one guy. <laughs> Not two. They even set Chris Evans up to come back if he wants to, honestly. Yeah, right. yeah, I wouldn't like. You know, that's what I'm saying. If Chris, Ep- if Chris, Chris Evans wants to come back for the role, I wouldn't mind it. You know, I think he's a good Captain America. The only one that definitely cannot come back, in my opinion, is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He can't. A- even though Robert Downey Jr. said he didn't really want to leave, so he did. Yeah, he did say that. He said uh, he didn't want he didn't want Iron Man to be killed off. Dude, but it's like that was uh, epic. Yeah, epic. Dude. That's all I'm saying. You can never bring him back ever. Ever, yeah, and if you do, it has to be like for like five minutes. It can't be for like extended periods of time and shit. Like literally, yeah. literally, like just two fucking scenes, and that's it. Like, cause that nigga, bro, that shit was so epic, bro. I am Iron Man, and then they cut out the scene. Like apparently, like when he like snapped his fingers when Thanos did it. In Infinity War, he saw a young version of Gamora. Well, when Tony snapped his fingers, he went to that same world, which is, I think they said they're going to reveal it later on to be the spirit world. And uh, when he snapped his fingers, he saw an older version of his daughter. Oh, yeah, that was um uh, Chris, uh, Chris. Probably not going to get her name right. The girl from 13 Reasons Why. What's that? Um, it's a show on Netflix. Is that like the show where the, like the girl gets like raped or killed or some shit? Yeah, she kills herself. I'll kill it. Where? Yeah, 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 I'm not watching that shit. Yeah, no, it's depressing. Yeah, it it's depressing. A, it, it, people people kind of took it, you know, beyond just uh, a fic- fictional story and you know started like writing notes after it came out. Are you serious? Oh yeah, dude, it was a whole. I was kind of blown away when people started doing. It. I'm like, come on, man! Like, I people take things too seriously. I understand that you know some stuff you know sparks some you know. Emotions, emotions, yeah. and you know chemical imbalances in your brain, but you also got to realize that that's just you know something. That's, Nigga, that's that, that, what we for. That, well, that's <laughs> what, that's the reason for the story. It's supposed to make you feel some type of way, just like a like a music. Music yeah. when you have an uplifting music, it releases some sort of endorphin in your in your brain, and you start feeling like you know high and almighty and stuff like that. Start driving on the road a little faster than you used to. I don't know, bro. Maybe we need to stop letting these niggas watch certain shit. Because I know there, bro, there's a whole slew of dumbass niggas out there that listen to the fucking Migos and think they're fucking trappers and they live in Middletown. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. People people take things too seriously. And an example of that, please tell me you saw that fucking John Boyega shit when they were like saying John Boyega was being fucking misogynist. Oh, yeah, because he. he, Objectifying his co star. Yeah, no, that's not, no, that's just him. You know, that's him acknowledging that his co-star looks good and he would probably fuck her. Yeah. and that, What's wrong with that? Yeah, and that, fin, and that, and that Finn, you know, should have had its second chance. Okay, all right, you know, you guys kind of blew it out of proportion, especially when you started saying, like, this dude shouldn't have to apologize every time he talks. You know, it, it, they, dude, they, they want an apology. Everybody wants an apology from actors and stuff like that. And, they, and if they don't get an apology, they don't want them to have another role. Yeah, well, you know? in this day and age, it's like everybody just wants to be offended about something, especially yeah. in Hollywood now. I realize that. And honestly, a lot of the actors within Hollywood are the ones that stoke the flames for it. And it's so yeah. funny to see it when it, like, you already know, it's my baby. I love her. But ScarJo, she's like the cult, the biggest cult. She's the person who's the biggest flag waver, right? She'll sit here and say something, and then like when that like something like that trans shit happened, where she was supposed to play like the the fucking tranny person and shit like that, and they basically like boycotted her and shit like that. Yeah. So she, you you come out and apologize, but then you do an interview where basically like you take your apology back and you say like you feel you should play any role. Okay, 
That's how you really feel. That's how you really feel. Stick with that because you're not wrong. Stop bending to people's wills because then that makes it even worse because now I'm looking at you like... Well, that's what it is. You know, people get offended and then, you know, you also have the people that it has nothing to do with turning around and being like, oh, that's offensive. I can't believe you say that. Like, dude, what are you doing? Stay in your little corner. Facts. Fucking just sit there and just look. You know, I don't want to hear your voice anymore because you obviously you're dumb and shit because this has nothing to do with you. And the first thing you want to do is say how it's offensive. But, you know, the only people that are being offended is you. Even with the Dave Chappelle situation with his sticks and stones thing. That's why I loved. I loved that thing so much. Just him offending people. Like, yeah. Like, I never want to see anybody be, like, a shock jockey. That's why I try to be careful of what I do on the show and everything. Yeah. Uh, well, more so the 40 Zoo podcast and shit. But it's like, sometimes you just got to offend a motherfucker, you feel me? You got to give him a little love tat. Let yeah. niggas know, like, stop being a bitch. Yeah, stop. stop. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You need to stop being flexible for everybody else. This is your life, you know. Just because somebody else feels a certain way, you know. Look, at, you got to grow up. This isn't high school no more. Thanks. This isn't elementary school. You know, some some people are going to say some stuff. And See, this is you just bullying gotta, needs to be prevalent again, bro. Well, that's the problem is that, you know, people don't understand that, you know, some people are going to be bullies, especially on the internet. But they got rid of all the bullies, bro. That's what happened. Yeah. All the bullies are gone. They're on the internet. Yeah, they're on the internet. And they're not even bullies. They're just basically people. I'm talking about that bully that woke up and just, boom, motherfucker, just yeah. pop you in your mouth. Like, All nigga, right. I'm now, from this point on, swirlies are now part of people's daily lives. If, hey. you, don't get a, if you don't get a swirly, dude, get out of here. You haven't lived, man. You, you haven't, haven't lived. I've never gotten a swirly. I've never got a swirly time. either, but it's going to happen. I fucking nigga up if we tried to do I was, that shit. I just wanted to see And you it. know why I would do that? Because I had a bully in my life that tried to do that, and I learned to beat his ass. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's how you stick up. Well, that's not really... Look, I'm not promoting violence, but at the same time is... You know, you're going to have verbal bullies, and all you have to do is just walk away. There's nothing wrong with somebody. Nah, niggas got to learn how to fight, bro. Yeah, okay, yeah, you could learn how to fight as soon as and you punch that dude. not just physically, I mean, like, verbally and, you know, through your words. Like, not, there's a way that you can okay, stand yeah, up for the, your, yeah. yeah, there's the difference between standing up and fighting for your rights, you know. There's, there's difference, you know, because... When you're fighting with somebody, you're just promoting more argument. You're going to get more backlash, you know, and all yeah. that. But when you learn how to stick up for yourself and be like, all right, dude, whatever. And this kind of goes with to, into what me and Matt were talking about on the show, kind of. But it's kind of like a cousin to what we were talking about, where he was saying, like, um, people pointing out uh, agendas within shows and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. When it's like, he doesn't believe that's the case. He just feel he kind of aligns with... A little bit with the Kathleen Kennedy type of thing, like, oh, if you don't like this, then you're just racist or you're sexist or you're homophobic. No, that's, or, no. And that's what I was trying to explain to him. He was like, his 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 version of it, his his idea on it is don't blame the 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 actors or the movement, blame the writing. But it's like at the end of the day, the movement is the one that's pushing this to be a thing. Yeah. And the writers are you know, acting on behest of the companies who are forcing them, like putting this in their notes. Like when somebody comes in to write something, like the studio sometimes has notes of what they want to happen in this story. So, like for example, and uh, did you watch? Did you finish Watchmen? No. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. So, so, if a studio wants like they like a gay character in there, you have to write that in there. Yeah. Instead, and if is that itself becomes forced instead of natural. And that's when it become to me becomes an agenda because the writer, which most of them are fucking left anyway and very biased on that side. Yeah. They're gonna do this flag waving bullshit. Kinda like with the Captain Marvel and the feminists and the feminism shit. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. And that's where it gets muddled. The story gets muddled. Cause like Cap why do I keep doing that? <laughs> um Captain Marvel. Hang on one second, guys. I'm sorry about this. Captain Marvel, for example, to me was a very great movie. Delve it dealt with a lot of you know science fiction aspects that we're dealing with, you know, in society, which is what sci-fi does. It touches on what we go through in society now. Yeah. But um, it touched on a lot of that shit. But everything got lost, and one the uh, feminist flag waving within the film, and then two, it got lost with everybody arguing about 
you know, the feminist shit in the movie. Yeah. Instead of saying, yo, like, the execution of this film may not have been the best, but the concepts that it touched on was really dope. And yeah. it got lost in Well, that's it. what I'm, I felt like they were just trying to push Captain Marvel too much to be the strongest superhero in the Marvel Cinematic. Strongest movie. Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> they really they really tried to push that for so I'm like, come on, man. Like, why is this a power struggle? We all know that Scarlet Witch is stronger than than Captain Marvel. Yeah. And she has bigger tits too. Yeah, and I right. <laughs> I'm gonna just stop because I'm not like you, bro. I'm not like you. <laughs> but yeah, ass, dude, bro. I just wanna walk with the Scar <laughs> no, not Scar the, the Scarlet Witch, bro, and hit her with a Wild Wild West. You ever seen that Wild Wild West scene? Yeah. When Will Smith walk up and start drumming on the girl's titties because yeah, he thought it was her. He yeah. said, he said, nah, nah, nah. See, see where I'm from, my homeland, Africa. That's how we communicate. I was just simply telling the girl. Nice night. Like your dress. <laughs> but, um, but, but dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they were trying to make this whole agenda. They were trying to do, like, a Supergirl thing where they were, like, yeah. you know, it's all about women empowerment and stuff like that. Like, you don't need superpowers. To Bro, they even had, look, at, look at Agent yeah. Carter, man. Agent Carter. Fire. Dude, fire. Literally, she didn't have any superpowers. And, and, you know, in her office where it's a time period where women are being oppressed. You it know? worked. Yeah, at work. work with yeah. the narrative of the story. Yeah, and literally we're telling them, you know, girls can't be, you know. And this and is the chick that just got finished leading Captain America, like telling him what to do. Yes. And, and you're going to tell me I can't and, fuck and, you. And it fits the time period and yeah. all that. But this, but Captain America, you know, I mean, Captain Marvel didn't really, you know, it didn't fit. Like if they were trying to go for that, it would never fit because it's like, you know, I don't believe that, you know. She's an alien species that on her planet, you know, yeah. there's no such thing as women oppression, you know. And they're all equal, you know. It's well, you just saw it. how they even worked it into the story, right? With the Jude Law, who's the white, straight male character in the film, basically taking away her past, telling her what she is, basically trying to define her through his vision of her. And that's basically how, like, the feminist movement views men and specifically white men nowadays. And that was that's what... It didn't necessarily bother me because I'm not white. I am straight, but I'm not white. Yeah. But it's like I could like see why a white dude would get mad about that and feel like, why should I go watch this shit when everything I watch is shitting on me? Yeah. Like, and that's what it is. You know, I'm just going to watch the movie, see the colorful lights that she, you know, flashes from her hands. And I'll go on my day. Because Brie Larson, she's great as the character yeah. when she's not doing that shit. Yeah. Like, um, to me, they should have touched more so on the concept of how she's a very rebellious soldier and touched more on the soldier aspects. Because we had Captain America in yeah. his first movie where he basically was a flag waver doing everything they told him to do. Yeah. Opposed to her. Like, it was a lot of things they could have done with that character yeah. that they did. It definitely should have been something that, you know... Opposed the way that Captain America thought. Yeah, exactly. She should have been like similar and 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 uh, being that figurehead kind of, but different at the same time. Yeah, because it's kind of Captain like, Marvel is kind of like Captain what America. Captain America saw in in Winter Soldier. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Except it would have happened off the rip instead yeah. of happening, you know, in the second movie. Yeah, it, later in 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 life in the future, you know. Because to me, no, regardless of what people say, Captain Marvel is that bitch. Like, that's like Captain America. She's the female Captain America, basically. Yeah. That's what they've been, you know, propping <laughs> her up as. I would even say before this modern, be like, I would say before, like, all new, all different Marvel. Like, even back when she was Miss Marvel, they were always propping her up as that Captain America-like figure. Like, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, man. It's just... It's dope to see, and when, like, and that's not me saying I don't want to see women struggle in, in, uh, in uh, film and television, because you know who does it well, Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, the season one was about her getting over, basically getting raped. Yeah, like yeah. basically the time of her being a rape victim. Yeah, basically the white male telling her what to do and what her to be. You know that yeah. that's something that actually worked out because the fact is that. Purple man's powers were telling you know, her what the fuck to do. Yeah, you know, and if he said, "Yo, go kill that girl," that girl would be dead. You know, it, 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 it it's just you know. One of the funniest jokes in Marvel was when he was like, "It's like imagine waking up one day and having the powers to tell people what to do, like how that would make you feel." Like, imagine telling somebody to go fuck themselves, having to experience that. <laughs> like, 
still know it's one of the funny jokes in that show. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah but. but, you know, uh, I'm glad that Universal definitely, you know, gave up the rights, you know, to, to Hulk and Namor. Who do you want to see as Namor? Huh? Who do you want to see as Namor? Who do I want to see as Namor? I don't know. I honestly don't who's know. That, who's that dude from Dracula Untold? Oh, he would be good. He would yeah. be good. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck is his name? He was in Fast and Furious. Too. Yep, yep. Oh my god, I always forget this motherfucker's name, bro. He's a really good Luke Evans. Luke Evans, yeah. He's yeah. a really good actor, yeah. Yeah, he 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 looks like Namor. Yeah. So like and 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 you know, it it's awesome because the fact is I kind of feel bad also at the same time is because if you go to Universal Studios in Orlando, dude, Stanley's name is all over that fucking thing. Really? Yeah. Like, really? It, literally, they have a part of Universal Studios Orlando, which I just came from. You know, they uh, have... Just rub it in. Stanley Bo- Stanley Boulevard on it, you know. And they have every, you know, the Spider-Man thing, literally, it, it looks like something straight out of Stanley's, you know, you know comic books. And it, 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 it's sad that, you know, maybe, I don't know if they're going to have to take it down after all that. Because oh Disney, yeah Disney yeah. Disney you know might have plans to do something with Spidey, not Spidey, uh, like you know for Disney like land, uh, like Stanley stuff in Disney. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. And who knows, you know, we'll we'll see where it all goes from there. I hope you know because that is a big part of Universal Studios. And I always questioned that, you know, I, I, me, me and my dad were talking and we were like, yo, like, you know, I wonder how, how much they can get away with this stuff because they have, you know, Doctor Doom and Fantastic Four as rides, you know, there and stuff like that. And they have a bunch of Marvel stuff, dude. They might have to disassemble that shit when the Fantastic Four come, honestly. Dude, they have the Fantastic Car there. That just sits on the street, bro. That's it's so, so It's so dope. That's so lit. Even though it's old stuff. It's old stuff that I saw back when I was a kid, but at the same time, this dude, it was fucking awesome, man. But I think Namor, Black Panther 2, bro. Yeah, dude. Black so Panther. Like already, we already know that there's Atlantis here. Man. Bro, Black Panther. That's why I'm like, because in Endgame, they literally set it up. But to me, Black Panther is positioning himself to have a very good second and third film. Yeah. And because it's like, for me, it's like, who in his pantheon can top Killmonger? Because to me, Killmonger is is the MCU's second best villain behind yeah. Thanos. Like, dog, like he was so good. Like Michael B. Jordan, the way he portrayed him and everything. Yeah. But um, Namor would be a dope thing because instead of like, uh, you know, having to fight a rival within his family, now he has to fight a rival who is also a king, yeah. and kind of going through a similar kind of journey that he's going through. And that would be something dope to see for his second film. And by the end of it, I would like to see him lose. Like, what win but lose. So Namor, by the end of the second Black Panther film, I would like to see him sink at, sink Wakanda. Like, or commit some act of horror to Wakanda. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, the third film, doom. Yeah. Give me Dude, doom. Dude, that would be awesome, though. You know, because you kind of, the first film, you know, he fall he falls from, you know, being the king. And he can go home and become the king again. But how do you become the king of an area that literally has been destroyed? Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, you fall from being king and you come and you can't go back. What? You know what I was just thinking about? <laughs> What's that? Yo, Michael B. Jordan has some of the illest lines with Black Panther, bro. <coughs> to me, the best one was when this nigga, you just see the ship crash and shot out of nowhere. They're like, what the fuck is that? And they run over. And T'Challa's like, da-da, da-da. And they're like, he lives. Uh, Killmonger, uh, the, the challenge is not over. I am not dead. Oh, no, nah, all that challenge shit over, bro. I'm the king. <laughs> he, he dead ass. He straight yeah. up said it like that. He said, all that challenge shit over, bro. I'm king, bro. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. Launch the ships, bro. He funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I honestly, I, I, I could watch Black Panther again. Oh, my God. Go dude, I've seen it like 15 times, bro. Yeah, I, I actually watched it like four or five times. Only thing that made me annoyed was when y'all niggas, y'all niggas are so full of shit, bro. Niggas are so full of shit. Bro, do you know how long I've grown up and seen American black people make fun of African niggas? Yeah. And do you know how mad as... If I was an African boy... Like, I talked to my African homie, uh, 
what the fuck is it? Richard. I used to work with him at Lowe's and shit like that. I remember talking to him about it and shit. I was like, bro, like, how do you feel about like these niggas wearing fucking African shit to the movie theater and shit, doing African? I'm like, y'all niggas from fuck. I know y'all. Y'all from Philly, nigga. Y'all not from Africa. Like what? <laughs> Like, oh, yo, like, literally two years ago, this nigga, one nigga at the theater, like, I'm bro, you called somebody an African booty scratcher, bro. And that, what? Like, oh, niggas make me so bad, bro, sometimes, dog. Y'all backwards ass niggas, dog. Label that as stolen valor. (laughs) (laughs) Stolen valor! No, David, yo, they outside doing African dances and shit. I remember G was talking about that shit. He was like, bro, man, I don't know, dog. I just let niggas do niggas, bro. Yeah. Dig's gonna nig, I guess. Like, <laughs> bruh. Like it's like it's like people that aren't from Jamaica, you know, that are born in America but they're Jamaican and they acting like they straight from Jamaica. Jamaica you know, I'm yeah, like, come know. on, man. Like my my uncle, he's straight from Jamaica, you know. And he's like, yo, he's like, when I see people wear Rasta stuff, he's like, I'm like kinda like sick of it. Like I'm bruh. sick of I'm sick of it, you know. I'm like my, how, you, how do you think Japanese people feel right now, bro? Because people be acting like like Japanese people, <laughs> not necessarily acting. Well, a little bit, like but trying like, to look like them. Yeah, like bro, like I, that shit is I, so I, annoying, bro. Like go away, with dog. The, with the bob haircut and stuff like that. Yeah, Dude, bro, like, like that. That yeah. shit was cool for white people back in the nineties. Facts, man. <laughs> you know, with the skater cut. That's what they called it, the skater cut. The skater cut. It was the bowl cut. <laughs> but yeah, bro, like. I don't know, man. Black Panther to me—that's a top five MCU film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've actually been thinking about doing like a shit. Well, we on this podcast, so on this podcast, I think I kind of explained it to you. Like we talk everything film and for this channel, so it kind of applies. I've been thinking about doing another show, like a bi-weekly show every other week. Yeah, where I could do it by myself, but have other people on, and it's called Comically Speaking. Comically Speaking. Okay. Yeah, where it's just about strictly comics. All right, that's that's all, yeah. That now that's something that you have to you know. Now that we have a comic book store right by us. Bro. We have to go check it have out. You been? No, it's oh dope. Oh my god, it's so dope, bro. Inside? It's so dope inside. They got it's more of so the way Grav told me it was explained to him. He said that it was more like a gaming place that happened to have a comic book shop, but it didn't seem like that when I went in. It seemed like it was a straight comic book shop. Do they have collectibles? I think so, yeah. All right. They got like that little back area where they play like Magic the Gathering and shit. And all okay, that. okay. Yeah, I have to go check it out because I, you know, Captain Bluehead is always going to be in. Oh, that's in, in the heart. Right, but yep. it's just the second, drive up there, man. Dude, Second and Charles, too. That's what I'm saying, man. And then now, I haven't been to Second and Charles in literally like years, two years probably. Yeah, same. And it's like with Blue Hen, especially now that they're doing like the construction on Main Street and shit in Newark. Oh, dude, it's I like, hate uh, it, man. I hate, I hate going to Newark, man. It's like, dude, it's Try like... Try delivering shit food up there, bro. It's, yeah, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, especially because you probably get mad hits up there, too. Yeah, but it's like a lot of them, they don't even send you to there because they live in dorms. So they send you to like random spots in the street and shit. And you're like trying to, oh, shit, got it done. Are, are you the one that ordered the, the the chicken fried steak? Did you get the chicken fried? <laughs> yeah, come give it to me. You're very cute. Uh, go away. I literally got that. And then you just see the person run down an alleyway. Like, no, I'm pretty sure they ignored the chicken fried steak. See, I can't stand. Look, I literally delivered this chick's food one time. And she came down. I think she thought I was going to be cute, which I am a cute ass nigga. This bitch came downstairs and like fucking like a provocative way. All right. She was literally in her like. Panties, but they weren't like panties. They were like kind of panty booty shorts. uh, Compression shorts? Yeah, she was in them shits and had like a compression. Not compression. It wasn't compression. A sports bra? Not a sports. (laughs) The the female version of the wife beater, basically. (coughs) Okay. And she came down in that shit with like a hoodie over it and was looking all cute, had her hair up. And it's like, you just put makeup on, bitch. And it's like, she kind of got mad the way I was looking at her. I'm like, really? Like, just take your food and go. Take Yeah, like. You're hot, but fuck you. Like, <laughs> all right. So next is the set images for Batman. Ah, it looked cool. It looked cool. It was literally just like a Gotham, Gotham news yeah, channel. Yeah, I saw like that. that. Yeah. Now, like you know, we don't know exactly if that's for the Batman. Is it for the Batman though? Yeah, it is. They, they it is. They said they Batman. confirmed it. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Because I didn't want to talk about something that we didn't know, but. How do you feel? How do you, how do you feel? Uh, what, what kind of direction should this Batman movie be taking that we 
I hope it's more like the long Halloween comic book. Okay. I want to see something like that. But at the same time, I do, I need, like, look, I understand that you, like, uh, Matt Reeves is talking about he wants to do, like, the, the the detective Batman, things like that, which, cool, we need to see that. We haven't seen it a lot. Yeah. Damn near at all, so we need to see it. But please. We saw, we saw the gadget side with Christian Bale, but that's not yeah. enough. That's not enough. You know? I, I think more so with Affleck's Batman with the sure. gadgets. You sure. Because yeah. look at, look at, you know, literally... Christian Bale's Batman had the sonar, had yeah, the sure. had the had the um the sticky detonation gun, dude. Yeah. That shit was dope. But it was like with Affleck, man, like that's how <laughs> Batman moves. That's how he fights. Yeah. That's how to me, that's how he talks with the modulator and shit yeah, like yeah. that. Like to me, that was Affleck is my Batman. I'm yeah. just like I know that's not popular opinion. Yeah. But like it was a couple like obviously I didn't like the killing that he did in BVS. Yeah. But it was like just like the brutality of like literally I always say this to me action is done its best when it's an extension and representation of the character and to me that's what it was cuz with every punch you feel that angry kid inside that had his yeah. parents killed in front of him that's why when you see him break somebody's arm like that is he does that out of rage cuz to him these niggas are the scum of the earth they're the ones that killed his parents yeah it's the people that are literally you know not learning a lesson from being arrested by cops exactly. so you know what what's the point of you know sending them back to prison well let's send them back to prison with a cast on their arm bro yeah. You know, just like Joker. Joker didn't get the point. He never got the point. So you know what? That motherfucker ended up with a full body cast. <laughs> That's why he had a, the uh, the Jared Leto's Joker had to grill in his teeth because Batman knocked all his teeth out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jared Leto, I feel like, didn't just didn't get the shot, man. He didn't, man. People like to shit on him, but it's like he didn't get the chance to fully explore the character, yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. People were like, oh, well, he was taking it overboard. Well, you know, you got to feel like the character in order for you to portray Yeah, the Joaquin character. Phoenix did. It just so happened that... He took Joaquin Phoenix, too. yeah, Joaquin Phoenix didn't even want to play the Joker. Yeah, yeah, and he just, you know, all of a sudden, you know, started take. He said, "Dude, it's, it was really, really straining for him to do that," you know. And I kind of understand because, you know, that's what I'm saying. You're, in order for you to be a deranged person like the Joker, you have to really stoop down to his level, not like to the point where you're throwing, you know, tear gas in the people's cars and shit like that. Yeah. You know, oh, I start laughing. <laughs> I can't live. <laughs> but to me, Leto had the potential to be a great modern version of the Joker. And it's like they just didn't give an opportunity to yeah. him. Like, he should have been the main villain of Suicide Squad first yeah. and foremost. But off the rip, honestly, look, I know we got what we got. But they should have did a Man of Steel too instead of Batman versus Superman. Yep. They should have gave us that. Then rolled out a Batman movie with Affleck. Yeah. And give you're talking about a dude with Affleck. Like they were they were do you know why he did, he's not directing and writing the Batman anymore? Why? Because they were fighting with him over the the script. A director this is a nigga who who won an Oscar for Best Picture. And got his writer, Chris Terrio, an Oscar for Best Writer. They didn't nominate him for Best Director, I hear, because of like Hollywood shit and all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, he, for all intents and purposes, he won a, He actually has won an Oscar for Best Writing for Goodwill Hunting. Him and uh, Matt Damon wrote that script. Yeah. Or worked very closely with it. The, they basically wrote that script. So it's like, let him do what he needs to fucking do, okay? Yeah. Like, uh, you, you know, that's what I'm, you know, especially with the Star Wars stuff, you know, I just feel like you're you're holding, people are holding back these directors <coughs> from doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, they're yeah. directors, they're supposed to give the movie direction. And I was actually interested to see where he was going to take uh, Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke. Yeah. Because he looked the part, but I've never really seen, you know, that actor... Yeah. Honestly, to be honest, like it's challenged like, as an actor, yeah, because he's always in those like Lifetime movies and shit. Yeah, and all them, them you know, small cameos and stuff like that. Yeah. Spider Man, you know, is Flash Thompson. Yeah, like that. It would have been awesome for him to you know have a bigger part, but you know, I, I feel like with the direction that they're, they're going to go with this one, I feel they, they need to do like a Telltale's yeah. type of ordeal, you know. Yeah. And that's what they were, they were saying they were trying to go for. And I'm kind of glad because... Yeah, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman too. Man. Oh, Ooh. God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wanted... Try and guess who I wanted as Catwoman. Hmm. I don't know who. Janelle Monet. 
Okay. She was. I think they said she was the second runner-up. She should have been. Dog, she's such an amazing. Like on top of being a great like musician and artist. Yeah. Phenomenal actress, bro. Yeah. Phenomenal. That's what I'm. You know, and I think she's got this new movie out coming out called Antebellum or some shit like that. Yeah. It's kind of like another version of Get Out. It looks kind of interesting now. Okay. Okay. Check it out. So you know, and I kind of want to see the you know the detective part. What story see, arc would you want them to kind of? I want them. Adapt. I want them to kind of have like you know a multi. I want to see a multi rogues gallery. You know, not in one. I want to see it like a kind of like a um like a hush and long Halloween. Yeah, long Halloween. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I want to see it. You know, not end in one night. I want to see it go over time. You know? Ah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to see like this movie kind of you know even if it's gonna be three hours long, I'll sit you know watch it. But I want to see a story that, you know, I feel compelled to watch, you know, even like, um, what do you call it? Yeah, Hush. Hush. Yeah, I want to see something like that, you know, where it's like, okay, there's a bigger part to this than we're seeing. You know, we have to kind of figure out what the hell is going on in our minds. But also at the same time is Bruce Wayne's trying to figure out, you know, with the evidence that he's received, you know, and ev- evidence that he was picking up off of, you know, crime scenes and stuff like that, trying to figure out what's going on. See, how old is Patterson? He's like 30-something. Because I would like to see him grow into the role and eventually... Because the reason why I was so excited for Ben Affleck's Batman was, one, because it was Ben Affleck writing and, and directing it. Yeah. But I think eventually they were... I, I think... I would say for the second film, they were probably going to do the Red Hood storyline. Because that's Red Hood is somebody up in... Yeah, dying to see. Dying we to we see. have yet to have a live action Red Hood. I'm tired of seeing people cosplay. I was like, yeah, <laughs> and it's like they kind of Ben Affleck's Batman was the perfect one because he was that older Batman. It mm-hmm. made sense. Whereas Pattinson, the way they're portraying him in this film, he's going to be like not necessarily like it's not an origin story. It's like five, maybe four or five years into his career. Okay, so. I would like to see him age into the role so we can eventually see, like, a Robin come along. Yeah. Like, or Dude, set it up to how, like, you know, the animated series had it to where, you know, after a while, you know, Batman gets old and he realizes he can't do it. And Amanda Waller steals some of his genetic code yeah. and makes Terry McGinnis. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. It, it just it, we have to see how the the movie feels itself, you know. And, and my thing is, how what are they gonna do with like him in the other DC films? Like, are, are, so are, is DC basically saying we're not doing a connected universe anymore? Because like now yeah. you're, you're going for it with Wonder Woman and Aquaman now, and yeah. they were. And what are they doing with the Flash? Well, apparently that's still happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. They should have just got Grant Gustin's Flash, bro. I feel like that would have, one, saved the show from where it is now. Because yeah. I feel like the show went down a path and should have never went. And two, it would have given you the opportunity to do different things. Like, to me, if Crisis was going on, like, how to, how it is on the CW right now, imagine them, like, crossing over with the big budget films. Yeah. And actually getting that big budget Budget, you feel me? Yeah, like, yeah, man. Like, and just the, just to see. I know a lot of people are having issues with the crisis. You know, the crisis on Infinite Earths crossover and everything. But man, it's it's so good to me because it's like, it, it's giving you all this shit that the movies don't. Yeah, like, dog. Do you care about spoiler for you? Yeah, go for it's it. It's about to be spoiled. They're making Oliver Queen the fucking Spectre, bro. Whoa. Bro, they're making Oliver Queen this. I can see that look in your face because you're like, that makes fucking sense. Yeah. Duck. Like, literally. So, they, so Oliver basically, first of all, first and foremost, they kill him off in the first episode off the fucking rip. Kill him. Like, literally. So, during Arrow season, this is the final season, season eight or season nine, whatever it is. Uh, He's been trying to put together this thing to stop the monitor, like a weapon, because yeah. he thinks he's evil, but then he finds out he's actually good. But he still has his weapon lying Yeah, because he's not the anti-monitor. Yeah. So they're on Supergirl's Earth fighting this, like, army of, like, cloak demons or whatever, basically cannon fodder type of things. Okay. And the monitor's like, it's time to go. This Earth's about to get destroyed. It's about to get wiped out by the anti-monitor, anti-matter wave. And Oliver, like, he takes Superman out, Supergirl, like, uh, what is it? 
ports them out and everything. Yeah. And Oliver's the only one left. You just see him fighting the demons and the monitors. Like, it's time to go, Oliver. Is everybody off the planet? Yeah. No, they're not. Then it's not time. And you just see him shoot the arrow so the monitor can't teleport over. And the monitor's like, oh, this nigga kind of gangster. <laughs> and you just see him turn around and all these, like, demons are there and shit. And you see Oliver reach for his arrow. He's out of arrows. And he's like, <sighs> you just see him yelling and run into these niggas, bro. And then the antimatter wave comes and destroys the earth. So cut back, it goes to a break, and it comes back. And they got this. Yo, he laid up on the table dead, bro. Like fucked up. Like the monitor teleports him on the table. This nigga laid up, bro. <coughs> like uh, Sarah came back <coughs> and she saw him. She's like, Ali, like nobody expected this nigga to ever die, bro. Yeah. And like you just see him talk. He was like, Barry, like I. I gave it all up for you and Cara. Like, you're the best of us. You got to save us now. You just see Barry like, yo, my man is just really laid up about to die, bro. This is my mentor laid up, nigga. Like, and it was it was dope to see. And then, like, he got a daughter now and shit like that. Yeah, so, yeah. like, his daughter time traveled to the past to, or to the present. And she was there and shit. And, uh, but then, so his daughter puts him into the Lazarus pit and they bring him back. But they got to go to uh, Purgatory to get his soul back. So they can merge his soul with his body. So they go to Constantine and they go to Earth six 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 to get the help from Lucifer, the TV show version of Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Dude, my my dad actually watches that show. Lucifer. Is it good? I've heard it was good. My sister good watches it. it too, and she likes it. So yeah, it's on know. Netflix. I gotta peep it out. Peep it because it's it, I, those Vertigo comics well, are special. Bro. What do you call um the dude that plays Smallville um. Superman, he's in it. Yeah, he's in it, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, all these people that are just And his character's canon, they said. So not only is Smallville Superman canon to the Arrowverse, but that yeah, character is canon. Then, and then another guy plays Superman, and then, you know, he's also uh, Mr. Uh, Captain Adam? Is that what it is? Oh, the Adam. 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 The Adam. But so uh, I'm thinking everything has a captain in front of it. Captain Lucifer. Captain Lucifer. <laughs> uh, but um, Captain Queen. <laughs> but uh, they get so the devil basically gives them a card where it's like, yo, when this card, when this picture finishes fading, like you guys better be out or you'll be stuck in purgatory. Yeah. And then they go to Lee and you, basically saying like Lee and you is the in-universe version of purgatory. Basically, because like the way DC works, they don't have, even though there's multiple Earths and shit like that, they don't have multiple versions of heaven, hell, and purgatory. Yeah. So, Lee and Yu is the Arrowverse is purgatory. So, anybody that dies in the Arrowverse multiverse is going to go to Lee and Yu. <laughs> but that's so fucking dope to me, bro. So, they find his soul. It was uh, Mia, his daughter, Diggle, and Sarah, and Constantine, which is fitting because Constantine was with him on the island at a certain point. Yeah. But, um, and they find his soul and everything, and they get him to, like, not be crazy. And you just see Jim Corrigan come out of nowhere, like, Oliver Queen, you have to stay. Like, I was once a detective, this and that, and it's your turn now to be something else. And it's like, bro, it's like, oh, my God, bro. Yeah. Then, dog, this shit is just so So fire. there was a specter before that. Yeah. What happened to him, though? No, he's, so he exists, but he's he just still, hasn't been around because there's really been no big events like that for him to come. Yeah, but he's like supposed to be that that yeah. that in between, you know. Yeah, I know. With no with no moral of you know, there's no moral compass really to the specter except you know keeping stuff in balance. And they and they canonized the new gods in the Arrowverse too, because the anti monitor's real name is Mobius. So they're using the new Fifty Two origin where. So Orion is canon now. Well, the new guys themselves. Well, basically, the only person that's really canon now is Mobius. Okay. Or uh, what's the the bull that flies around and like the Mobius chair? What's his name? Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, the guy that makes um the the one that Batman sat in, so he could find out who the Joker was. Right? Yeah, 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 that okay, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, the Mobius chair was made by the Anti Monitor. What? Yeah, crazy shit, bro. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> and then. And then just the fact, like, Crisis gave me fucking what I've been asking for forever, man. Put Brandon Ralph back in that fucking costume. Oh, yeah. And not only don't they put him in the costume, they make him the Kingdom Come Superman. He's literally the Kingdom Come and Superman. And he's from the Super... He's the Superman Returns. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's what I'm saying. People, people were trying to doubt me on that. I'm like, you know, that's definitely, you know, he's supposed to be the Superman. No, he's not supposed to be the Superman Returns. That that's supposed to be a whole different other Superman. No, it's not. He even comes back and says, um, uh, the super. So the Supergirl Superman, like his Lois Lane. They were all they were going to the different Earths because so basically Lex yeah Lex was going around trying to kill Superman, off Superman yeah. yeah and he was like you look familiar like to to that Lois Lane and then he was like um, they showed him a picture of their son or some shit no he went back to the Wave Rider and he saw the Supergirl the Supergirl Superman and Lois Lane's son. And he was like, he kind of looks like my son Jason from fucking Superman Returns. Yo. Bro, so, yeah, that's, bro. So, do we know if the Titans universe was destroyed? It wasn't. So, it was destroyed, but the way it's probably going to work is that, like, it got restored to the moment before. So, I basically what's going to end up happening is they're going to be like, yo, we saw a flash of white light. We were gone for a second and then came back. That's probably what it's going to be. Or they don't remember it at all. Yeah, pretty much. You Which know. sucks, but at least they, they put them in there, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. They, they at least acknowledged it. Yeah. So yeah. that's one thing to me. DC always were good with, even though they weren't. You know, they weren't allowing the TV universe to use certain characters. Yeah, they were always good with with allowing the TV show to do certain things. Whereas yeah. Marvel, their now, film and television division were always at each other's. Now things. the deaths of all the Superman that Lex Luthor killed is permanent, right? We don't know yet. So, yeah. Because this nigga, that's, that's I even one, tell you, I didn't even tell you what this nigga Lex did, bro. What did he do? He finessed himself into being a paragon, bro. Oh, yeah. He's the ultimate finesser, bro. Oh, yeah. This nigga is the ultimate finesser. So, when, if that is that, you know, Lex goes and kills around and goes and kills all these supermen, did he kill the Superman of the Titans universe? Because... Mm. You know, the Justice League is based, you know, is Ooh, a thing in, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. Or if they stopped him before he got there. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Dude, it would have been awesome if Count Conroy was Superman and, I mean, Batman and, uh, in Titans. See, that's what pissed me. All right, I'm about to go on another rant. I forgot where I ranted about this on, but, uh, dog, again, Again, with the fucking pushing the whole social justice agenda and everything. So, not only do y'all, and this is what pisses me off about Supergirl, one of the aspects of Supergirl that pissed me off. Yeah. Not only do y'all make Superman a jobber, right? Yeah. You basically make him Supergirl's bitch for all intents and purposes. Um, we have to go and do the same thing to Batman. So, this is a Batman in this universe that killed Superman. He killed all his villains and basically like he... He's like, supposed to be the kingdom come Batman. Yeah, when he finds out about the anti-matter wave and shit like that, he just wants it to happen because he feels like humanity is hopeless. And it's like, okay, that would be cool if you weren't using him to prop up Batwoman because that's literally what they were doing. Oh. And they revealed at the end of the episode because basically it started off like, oh... uh we're looking for the bat of courage or some shit like that. So they thought it was Bruce Wayne. Like it's different paragons. So uh Martian Manhunter is the paragon of justice or some shit like that. Yeah, it's like yeah, different yeah, paragon. Yeah. yeah. She was and she ended up becoming the paragon of courage. But what pissed me off about it was you literally just shed on so this is the first and probably last time we're gonna see Kevin Conroy play a live action Batman and you kind of make him a dick. Yeah, and then you kill him off yeah. like that. Like, come on, man! And he, we don't even see him in the suit. Now, if they come back, I'll I'll eat my words. If they come back and they actually put him in the suit, which yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, that's but not probably gonna happen. But it piss, it's, it, that that just made me so mad because it's like again, <coughs> this is why I'm not watching Batwoman. Because when they first when they first announced it, I was excited. Yeah, and it's like the character's gay, so I wasn't gonna I, like I don't care about that shit. Yeah, I never really cared about it, especially in Batman Bla- Bad Blood and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, even even her going out, go picking up um um Mon. Oh, Renee Montoya. Yeah, Montoya. That's yeah. what I was about to say. Montana. I don't know why. But I'm pretty sure they even had like her in the show already, and and Supergirl and Supergirl and Supergirl's sister. Who became gay and shit like that was, dog. It's just, it's just, 
it makes me mad. It infuriates me literally. Yeah. And with Supergirl, like I liked it season one despite all the pandering. Like I sat through it and all that shit. Season two, they literally got rid of all my favorite characters. Like Cat uh, left because uh, she didn't want to leave Hollywood because the show moved from filming in Los Angeles to Vancouver. So she left the show. Yeah. And then they just got rid of Maxwell Lord with no explanation at all. He was just not there anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. And now Lex is her villain now, all of a sudden. Like, yeah, man, no. fuck out of here. Yeah. And I refuse. And Flash is just, Flash is a weird case because Flash panders too. But it's not the pandering that bothers me with Flash. It's the fact that the st- their storytelling just it's devolved awful. in the trash. Yeah. Like, it, it, it started going from, hey, Barry, you can't go back in time. It'll ruin the, you know, it'll ruin the timeline. Oh, I'll go back in time. You know, dude, like, this, how many other people are going to tell you not to go back in time and then you go and do it? You know, you, you, you just well, got to stop. The aliens versus superheroes, like the Dominators literally invaded because of Barry. Yeah. He kept time traveling and, ta- and changing shit. Yeah. Like, obviously, he doesn't learn anything. And that's what it is about being a superhero is, you know, learning from your mistakes, whether you take it as a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. You know, and it's the way that you're helping society. You know, it's not, hey, you know what? All those people, all those people in that bus died. Let me go. Oh, they're back. You know, you know. I just, you know, say that. No, it's you know, you're gonna lose this. Just like Captain America, you know, Captain America says if you save one person, you know, you can save a million. You know, but you know, you might lose a couple in the process. And that's that. To me, that sacrifice that Oliver made, like a lot of people, Oliver actually made sacrifices because that motherfucker does not have powers. You know, he knows that. Hey. You lose somebody, they're gone for good. You can't go back in time travel. And those were some of the best moments in the older crossovers when he would kind of like teach Barry a lot. Yeah. Like he was like, he was like, Barry, like I have been living this life for X amount of years and I survived by being smart, not because super speed saved my life, but because my brain did. And like just seeing seeing him going through that learning curve, man. Yeah. And then finally seeing that last year in Elseworlds when they kind of like switched spots and everything. Yeah. Like Elseworlds was so dope to me because it was very like, it was it was basically like, hey, let's pick on the things that the fans don't like about us. And literally it was a scene where Oliver as the Flash was like trying to get Barry to tap into the inner arrow darkness within him to be a better fighter and shit like that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like, I'm sorry that you can't have your wife all the time in your ear to give you a pep talk to make you good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just seeing that shit, like, and um, just seeing Steve, honestly, seeing, because to me, I put Stephen Amell up there with Robert Downey Jr. when it comes to being synonymous and iconic with a character that you yes. played. Like with Stephen, Stephen Amell, man, you just watched this. He grew with that character. Yeah, you he, saw him he grow made as it an his actor. Own. He made it his own. And that's why, you know, I would always praise Robert Downey Jr. for doing that because he made it his yeah. own, you know, especially because before Iron Man, dude, how many roles did you see, you know, Robert Downey Jr.? A lot. You know? Yeah. And he, it, it, honestly, it was the perfect fit for him. That's what I want you to do. Whenever you get a chance, please uh, yeah. watch yeah, season not. season eight of Arrow, man. All right. Because when you see those moments, like, just remember, like, when you watch it, remember Stephen Amell from season one and how he acted to now. This motherfucker, dog. Oh, my God. I want to see him in, in some movies now. And even, like, just. Yeah, not no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, fuck that shit. Trash. But just remembering those moments that made, like, to me, with Iron Man, it was always the cool you know, the cockiness, funniness of the character. Mm-hmm. But with Oliver, to me, what made him iconic was that he was just that badass dude. Like, literally, it was a scene, uh, season one when he uh, overdosed on um, Vertigo drug yes, and shit yeah. like that. And he was about to go out to get Count Vertigo. He was like, Dick was like, Oliver, you're not going out there. He said, yeah, I am, nigga. Get out of my way. Yeah. And he was like, Oliver, he put a tennis ball on his head. If you can shoot this bow, then you can leave. It, or if you can shoot the ball, then you can leave. And you just see him fix the arrow up, no hesitation. And he kind of pauses and stops. He was like, I can't. Puts the ball down. Picks up the costume. And Diggle's like, where are you going? He said, one thing I want you to remember, Diggle. 
I don't need the bow. <laughs> bro, that nigga was just like, nigga rolled his eyes like, fuck it, nigga. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yo, I don't need the bow. Like, just badass shit like that, dude. Yeah. Like, that was, and to me, that's what Arrow has always been. It's been that cool action, when it's at its best. It's always been that cool action show. Like, literally, to me, it reminded me of Batman Begins a lot. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. So. But we're at about the hour and four mark, so I think we should go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Well, good. I don't know how you do it in this show. Oh, no. We just ran, you know, same thing. Like, like, comment, subscribe, and everything. You know, we had uh, still learn. Honestly, I'm still learning, like, journeying into the format of, sh- uh, format of the show. Like, yeah. Because, like, like kind of like we kind of kept it to, like, film, comic book, and shit like that. But like I said, me and Matt literally devolved into politics. Yeah. <laughs> and the show before that, I think me and fucking, me, Ben, and Jared, like, devolved into, like, top five. We literally did, like, a top five list of white women in Hollywood. Bro, like, <laughs> that is like bro that's what I'm saying. Every time I'm on a podcast with you, it turns into, you bro, know. Bro, because I'm a thirst monger, bro. <laughs> like, what do you expect, man? Like, People see like people be thinking I be doing this shit for a shock value, you know, nigga. Like I actually find these bitches that attractive, and I like to voice that. Like, what's yeah. wrong? With <laughs> My thing is, females, dog. If they had the opportunity, they be making lists of they. They literally have the sexiest man alive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually been thinking about doing that too. <laughs> what, sexiest yeah. woman of the month. Okay. I've been thinking about doing that shit for the channel. <laughs> for the new wave channel, uh, I'm really doing yeah, on this channel. Yeah, I was gonna say. All right, well, I think we can wrap that up from here. Yeah, because we've been fucking this bitch way too long. Yeah. <laughs> DP, nigga. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is going to be going, this is going up on Anchor, too. This is going to be like, so I didn't tell you, I renamed the the Anchor joint from Star Wars Sundays to Filmatic Podcast. So Filmatic all the podcasts podcast. are going to okay. post on there. Now, um, are you going to change the format of the channel on YouTube to have playlists on certain things? Yeah, okay, cool. yeah. That's a, I, I, I'm pretty sure I did it for Star Wars Sunday. I might not have. Okay. But um, yeah, once I get this tech, the Wi-Fi gets back up and shit, it's, it's cranking. And even if it doesn't, I just got to get my ass up and go to the library. And it's just dumping all, like... It's kind of confusing sometimes with me because I'm still learning a lot of shit, like taking all this shit and putting it onto that that Mac and shit like that. But yeah. I can figure it out. It's not that hard. All right, guys. Well, this is the Extendo Clip. Yeah, Extendo Clip. Like, comment, and subscribe. It's your boy, SM Young. It's your boy, Ben Du. And thanks for tuning in, folks. And yeah, peace. Be easy. <laughs>